Blog Talk Radio. Girls ain't no fun, I still can't Find a nigga that touched that, I don't know one And I ain't searching for it, never trust but I'm working on it Fell in love with that rock game Swim pool, you surfing on it like Yonsei do the surfboard Surfboard, they still think you a church girl We linking up in your days off and I still give you that work girl Like work, twerk, do it like that video Wanted that for a long time, cool with the I get it though First year we both fronted, we had feelings we didn't show Second year we couldn't hide it, funny part they didn't know Something that's so wrong feels so right But who to tell you you wrong though This your life Word up You bring your feelings to me I never show Nobody has made me feel this way before I'm a good girl But I wanna be bad for you Niggas hating on us, you know Lord they ain't right Cause I broke a lot of hearts, ain't do them girls right You broke hearts too, but that boy ain't fight So they don't deserve it, they feel like it's perfect I'm loving your style, the way you preserve it You look in my eyes and see what's inside You know that it's private, say that I'm worth it But baby I'm ready, really I'm ready I'm ready like never before, I'ma just give you a key to my heart You be the first that I let in the door I used to hear that you play with them guys They never was sore, all you was hearing about me and the women Ain't trust us before, you know what you're doing what they said. You know what we on. When we in bed, it's like we on stage. And I got the mic, so let me perform. Sing it. You bring your feelings to me, I never show. Nobody has made me feel this way before. I'm a good girl, but I wanna be bad for you. The Empire is a place where I talk, you talk, but everybody gets to talk. It's where you can speak openly, honestly, and without worry or hesitation about being politically correct. It's your forum to discuss what matters to you and to me. Individual expressions are boring and they can create nothing but a monologue. Who wants to know all about just me? I want to know about you. So if you want to tell it like it is, The Empire is where it's going to go down. Check Facebook or my website for showtimes and days as those days and times may change. For more information, contact me at EmpressCooperDavison at gmail.com or by my website at www.TheEmpress.com. For when the Empire speaks, the Empress listens. Hey, y'all, this is the Empress. It is July the 31st. It's the last day, last day of July. The last day of July. August is tomorrow, y'all, and y'all already know how I do it. For the the Leos, I was about to say the true Leos, but I think that if you're born in August, you're just a little bit more Leo than those who are born the other way. Now you might I might be wrong. I'm just saying. I just have something about August. It's my birth month. The second day is, of course, the best. You know, I, I just really, really, really like that month, and so I celebrate 
my life. I celebrate things in my life. No matter where I am in life, I celebrate my birthday month. And, and, and I do it real hard, like real, real hard. But I have been trying to do this show for at least two weeks now. I, I say two weeks because I couldn't really uh, get my head around how I wanted to present it. And then when I got my head around it, immediately I saw a post by one of my girlfriends on Facebook, and it was perfect for this particular topic. It was a little bit different, but some of the commentary that was in this thread was related to resolutions with uh, relationships that are not quite in your reach. Now, in that particular thread, it was not actually an ex. I don't think it had to do with a woman who was having to make some decisions about her life and what her life is going to look like, regardless of what uh, the situation at hand would be because there was a child involved. And then I started to read even further into the blog, and I saw where this um, friend of mine was, like, unapologetically just embracing where she was, who she was, the decisions she's made, whether they make political correctness sense or not. It was just, like, really refreshing. And I can hear her on the phone. I'm just trying to make sure that you can hear me. Summer, are you there? Yes, yes, I'm here. Thank you so much for coming on. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going ahead and admit, I forgot which day I said I was going to do this show. I thought I was going to do it on Monday. Well, that's why. Then decided I was going to do it on tonight. Now, if if you need to take a quick break or something like that, please let me know. This is truly uh, impromptu kind of deal. Even though I had written out notes, I had notes, baby. I was like doing research about this whole X factor because a lot of people, I don't think they're getting it right. And I'm and I'm not just saying other people. I'm saying me as well because I've been in relationships. Um, uh, I've been in more than one relationship. I've been married once, and I think that a lot of people don't exactly get the rules on how to actually be in a relationship, and they definitely don't get the rules about how to be outside a relationship. I don't know if you introduce yourself yourself to the the audience about uh, who you are and why you were eager to uh, help me with this particular topic, how to get over the ex. Yes, um, I'm Summer Etheridge, um, formerly known also as um, the goddess Aya Wisdom. And I, I, I am able to discuss this because I have been through this. And wisdom, as uh-huh. you know, is always the best teacher for us. And uh-huh. I have uh-huh. six children, unapologetically, six children. And I have four, quote, unquote, baby daddies. But I uh-huh. had to learn to heal and grow from the things that were no longer serving me and that were no longer serving my children. So uh-huh. I am I am able to speak on this topic because it hits home. I was there. I've been there. I understand the hurt. I understand the pain. I understand the frustration. So with that being said, I took a, I took a liking to helping broken women. That's my mission. That's my goal. That's what I was sent here to do in this lifetime. So, uh-huh. and I know one of the, the biggest issues or the bigger issues of dealing with this is that um, you got to be healed first. You got to be healed. And it's a simple thing to let go of your baby daddy because the child you have, it's a child in common. And the child is playing uh-huh. both parents, the, the mom and the dad. And it's such a tug of war. But dealing with healing and dealing with self-forgiveness and self-love 
that comes into play first. So you have to heal and Okay. Now I want to ask this because you you sound really assured. You you, you gave us I would say the stats. You have six children unapologetically. I love that you said that. But a lot of women, I don't care how many children they have, one, two, three, or six, don't feel comfortable if they're not currently in a relationship given those types of stats uh, about themselves. And you constantly, that particular day, were saying different things. I don't know if they were personal to you or if they were just a position that you wanted to share. Um, have you always felt this way, or did you learn to come to being able to say, yeah, I got, you know, a lot of, uh, I have kids that are in my life by a man that is not in my life any longer. I'm not sure if that's something that a lot of women find themselves uh, comfortable saying. I would say this, that most of the time, and this is something that I had to learn myself, most of the time women end up, uh, in relationships that necessarily aren't uh, always going to last, um, sometimes are absolutely not going to last, and the reason being is because they haven't resolved some old ones. I don't know if that's the case with you. I don't know if that's something that maybe uh, is just uh, a woman's thing, but having done this show for so long, I found it very common with people in general not being able to uh, uh, get over the fact or be honest about them still hurting. I mean, just in this weekend, the reason why I'm kind of going on and on is because Summer's phone just dropped, and I don't want to speak for her. But it's odd to hear a woman, here she's back. Uh, It's difficult for some women to just say plainly, I have multiple children by more than one father, and I'm not with any of them. Did you always find it comfortable saying that, or did you learn to come to that point? I had to learn to come to that point. Um, It was a time where I wasn't even truthful about how many baby daddies I had because Mm -hmm. it made me feel like an outcast. I felt taboo. I just felt like Mm -hmm. I couldn't be accepted because of that. But it wasn't until Mm -hmm. recently, about 10 years ago, that I came full circle with who I was—that that, mm-hmm. that was my truth. That was my past, mm-hmm. and I had to realize that the past did not define who I was. I just had an obligation right. to love to love these black male children that were given to me, and I had to humble mm-hmm. myself and not not be concerned with the likelihood or what my children's father were doing or what they were not doing. That's that's what kept me stuck there because it's like when you shift from a situation with being with the baby's daddy to shifting out of that to being just a quote-unquote single mother with a child, um, mm-hmm. he looks upon differently. And it hurts. It's like, what did I do wrong that he can't love right. me the way he loves her? Right. Well, what about the child? So you, you continue to fight. You continue to scratch. You continue to, to, to be there even though it's hurtful. You continue to do all of these things. But once you come to the truth about the entire situation, you're at peace with it. It was a long, long, mm. long time I had to come to grips with that I have three older children by three different fathers, and ain't, mm-hmm. ain't none of them doing what they're supposed to do, but I'm still okay with that. My daughter is 21. She's on the dean's list in college. My son is 17, going to the 12th grade. I got a 14-year-old going to the ninth grade, um, all-star mm. quarterback, you know, all-star quarterback mm-hmm. at, the, at the high school. My son at 17 is a 
is a master um, a master welder. So, I mean, I, I, I had to look at the, the works of my hands. And even though you don't uh-huh. want to be a part of your child's life, I can't continue to push my way into yours. And I had, uh-huh. to, I had to be okay with that. Uh-huh. Now, th- that's, that's about as honest as I've ever heard it. I have never, because I knew you were, I knew by your post that you had come to this um, level of accepting where you are, regardless mm-hmm. of how, because I don't even think that it's a real blueprint on how it's supposed to happen anyway. I think that enough people lie about it being a certain way, and then they say, okay, that's the way it's supposed to be. And mm-hmm. if I don't do it like that, then I think in some ways we put ourselves on the outside of that and mm-hmm. um, actually walk into isolation, walk into self-condemnation, and uh, even judgment from people who are, to, to be honest, are in such har- more horrible situations than even I am. I have never, I never thought that I would first be married, then I got married. Then I never thought that I would actually have children after the second child was born to my husband. Then after I divorced, I didn't think I would be categorized as the baby mama, which right. I, because that was just something that I didn't want to be. Then, once I started to try and have relationship, being truly done with my marriage, being very sure about not wanting any parts of that level of relationship with that man, found myself almost uh, giving excuse for why I had two children and had no man mm-hmm. to show for it. Now, mm-hmm. was it was it the was it the men that you were dating, or was it the community of women? that were putting the pressures on you to, you know, kind of not be truthful about where you were in your life? It, 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 it was actually both um, because I was raised in a, Christ, in a Christian household. My father is a pastor. So, and, and, and truth be told, my middle son's dad was married when we conceived him. And I knew all about it. But where I was in my life, that didn't matter to me. But as, mm-hmm. as my consciousness grew, that is something that I would never impede upon now. I, I just don't get into relationships like that. But if we go all the way back to the beginning of who I was, I was broken. I was dealing with childhood trauma. So I just needed somebody, a body, to love me. I didn't care how it felt. Mm-hmm. I didn't care what it looked mm-hmm. like. I didn't care about using protection because I was still on the whole mentality of at seven, age 17, um, I had my first child at 17, my second one at 20, and my other baby, I had him at 22. So at that young and being broken, I just thought, you know, have a baby by me, you're going to stay with me. And that was far from uh-huh. the truth. You know, right. so I had to learn to deal with this the hard way because I raised my children by myself because they were never a concrete figure in their children's lives. Never a uh-huh. concrete figure. But going back to your initial question, my dad is a pastor, so I was always mm-hmm. taught that having sex out of marriage was taboo anyway and not being with a husband was taboo anyway. So uh-huh. that 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 was a part of it, and then being raised by a Christian grandmama, a Christian mama, it's like, just don't tell oh, We're going to wing, and we're not going to talk about it. We're going to sweep this under the rug. And so I just began to do that, and with sweeping that under the rug, my emotions got swept under the rug, too. So I was taught mm-hmm. to step on my emotions and not feel exactly what taught to feel the hurt, wasn't taught to feel the mm-hmm. pain, wasn't taught to process it. So it wasn't until I became into my late, late 30s that I really began to love myself. And open myself mm. up and say, you know what, this is who I am. This is who I am. Mm. I have, you know, three different children by three different fathers. And 
This is who I am. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I, and I'm not ashamed of that anymore. I'm not ashamed because mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's who I, I, I am. I, I, I'm just, you know, I've mm-hmm. never heard anybody be this plain about, mm-hmm. and, and, and when you were posting, I was like, I know she didn't just type that. <laughs> I was like, I, did. I know she did. I know she did just type that. I, mm-hmm. I had my papers out of all of the things <laughs> that you had posted, and it was like one of them was, yes, I had a baby by a man who was not mine, and and I'm okay yeah. with it. You know, people okay get over it. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay and, with and, that. And mm-hmm. I, I, I don't I'm think a, that's I'm wrong. A, I, it, it ain't. <laughs> but but <laughs> she has made everything so backwards and so taboo, it's, 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 it's obviously wrong to impede on a relationship that's already standing. Yeah, yeah, we can see that. It's morals with that. You know, when we deal with my guy, yep, it's morals with that. However, in my mind, I wasn't the one that was married. He was. <laughs> so that's, that's just something I dealt with in my mind. I wasn't married. You married, not me. But in the long run, who would guess who's suffering? My 14-year-old son. Like, why does not, why my daddy don't love me? Where my daddy at? Even though I know right. I got another brother and a sister, where do I fit into this? You know, I don't fit in. No. So, I, I, okay, so you, okay, I wasn't going to say that, but you said it, so I just want to go mm-hmm. there. Because I think that a lot of people put extra weight mm-hmm. on relationships happening because of the marriage. And I and we're right. not advocating go out and get you a married man, go out and get you a married woman, go out and have babies with people who are already right bestowed or connected to someone, but honestly, when there is an opportunity to procreate with another human being, that procreation happening and a child coming from it really doesn't change the fact of that coming together, and it doesn't make it any more right or more wrong just because Mm -hmm. it's a paper, except Mm -hmm. for if if, if there's a moral threat or, or, or an objective I'm going to go get pregnant by this man because I've, I've, exactly. I've heard women say those things too. I've heard women say, you know, um, I don't care and I want a baby, you know, because y'all know I want a baby. I talk about it all the time. I was talking with my kids earlier. But I would be remiss and I think I would have to have answer to the, the powers that be and to myself and to my life and to my children had I a point to go out and try to procreate with someone right. Who is married? Now that's not what exactly. you're saying. That's Tell not me what the I'm difference saying. Difference between what I just said and what you said and what you were posting. I, I think the difference is consciously aware and unconsciously aware, because even oh. though, even though that this person is, is is engaged or married or with someone else, that does not that does not excuse or it does not stop the lesson. It does not stop the love, neither does it stop the sex. It still goes on because after a while, it becomes common nature. It ain't like, oh, don't come over here today because you're married. It's not that. All you're looking at is the man that you love. And I'm not, mm-hmm. you're not fighting, you're not fighting with anybody. You know, let him mm-hmm. deal with the repercussions of what he's got to deal with. And after a while, it just becomes commonplace and second nature. And nobody talks about it anymore. You don't talk about it anymore. So, mm-hmm. you know. I think that's the difference. I did not consciously go into a relationship and say, oh, this man is married. I love married men. It was not that. We had a physical right. attraction. We had a, mm-hmm. a spiritual attraction. And 
it, it, that's how it messed, and that's how it became what it was. And mm-hmm. I just had the he, – he left when his wife found out. He, he left, and his wife didn't find out until about three years ago. My baby's 14. She found out when he oh, left. Wow. left. Oh, yeah. Wait. And it wasn't okay, it so, wasn't my, okay, so, it wasn't okay, my okay, place to tell her. Go ahead. Uh-huh. It wasn't my place to tell her because um, I live in a I, – I come from a really small rural area. So we got two grocery stores, one laundry mat, so I'm one school, one high school. So I'm seeing my, our children going to school together, you know, but it wasn't my place to tell her who I was. It wasn't my place to say I was the mistress or the side chick. That was his place to do that, not mine. I was always very respectful of her. We were always taught when we see each other. We went to the same church, Chad. We were taught. Our children grew up together. But it wasn't until she approached me a couple of years back and said, um, Summer, I want to talk to you. And I said, yeah, what you didn't tell me about? She said, um, somebody said that your son is by my husband. And I still gave her grace. I said, you need to go ask your husband. I still didn't say anything. So when she went and asked him and he told her, um, no, son, he's not mine. I said, okay, he ain't yours, but you at my house every day. And, you know, we got pictures, you sign birth certificates, all this whole other technicality of shit. So once it all came down to it, I, 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 I could stand on my square and say, see, I never disrespected you. I never told you anything. All this was up to him. So she just found out a few years ago. So he's currently not in the child's life, and that's what's hurting. He started out being and once she found out about three years ago, he exited. He left. He left my son high and dry. At a pivotal point in his life, you know, when he's 11, you need your daddy. You know, you, you, you're the star football player at your middle school. You want your daddy there. Nobody was there but me. So these are the, the things and the repercussions that I have to deal with. And this is how I have to guard my spirit and love on myself even more because I start beating myself up and saying, Dad, had I not done this, it wouldn't be this way. But that still does not excuse him from his fatherly responsibility. Married or not married. So this is what I'm dealing with now, but I'm standing on the square where I'm at peace and I'm healed with it. So whatever decision he makes from that, then that's on him. I have not talked to him in like two years. Neither has my son. He pays his child support every Friday, but we don't talk to him. But I'm healed from that. Hello. The Empire is a place where I talk, you talk, but everybody gets to talk. It's where you can speak openly, honestly, and without worry or hesitation about being politically correct. It's your forum to discuss what matters to you and to me. Individual expressions are boring and they can create nothing but a monologue. Who wants to know all about just me? I want to know about you. So if you want to tell it like it is, the Empire is where it's going to go down. Check Facebook or my website for show times and days as those days and times may change. For more information, contact me at EmpressCooperDavidson at gmail.com or by my website at www.TheEmpress.com. For when the Empire speaks, the Empress listens. 
Okay, Summer, I'm sorry, but people are calling me. And I, I every time I have a show, they're trying to call me. And I ain't, y'all know, I, I didn't even know I was going to have this show tonight because we've been trying to have it for a couple of days now. But I will say this. I want to go ahead. I'm going to put you on hold, Summer, because I hear a little background um, for myself. But there are several people on the line, and I just want to get where they're coming from or if they heard, okay. you know, and feel the same ways that I feel. No, I'm, I can hear you clear now. Let's go to the lines, and I'm telling you, people, this is not to put you on blast. You don't tell me anything you don't want me to know, but I feel very strongly about uh, purposeful and strong listening communication, and by that, it's different from just open talk, you know, where people can say whatever they want to say, but when you, when you hear something, that's the listening part, that pricks your heart or your soul or your mind to say something that may have opened up an understanding or opened up to a question, to me, that's the type of communication that moves towards change and action. And this is not an uncommon happening. I mean, all week this week, I've read or heard or, 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 or got blogged to me about relationships where there was some sort of happening. And it always ends up with some unfinished business with the ex, some uh, relationship that people say should not have happened. Um, all matters of the heart. Mary J. Blige is divorced, and like my, my, I just almost wrecked the car because I was pulling for her and her husband. This is the second time we've heard this kind of information, and being celebrity doesn't matter. Uh, I also heard about Toya, who I know she was married to a guy who was pretty much displeased by what we saw on television, but it's still a guy that she had created a life with. It's not working. Then we got Keisha Pullman and Ed. Okay, like I was like done. Like what? Didn't they just announce that they were having a baby? Does that change anything? And things like all of those issues have been raised in some of our conversation here right now with Summer about whether or not those things change the dynamics of relationship, whether or not it uh, gives a bid for a different type of expectation. I don't know that that's, that's so. And I think uh, Summer would be probably first to tell me that it does not change anything at the bottom line. What do you think? Let's ask you by the last four digits of your phone number. If you just don't want to say anything, just say, I don't want to say nothing. I'm just listening. Or you can chime in. Last four digits of your phone number. Uh, the first is 6988. Are you there? Can you hear me? I can hear you. I'm just listening. You just listen. But that sounds like a little bass. And it's interesting sometimes to hear from the men because sometimes they have a different perspective than do women. So we'll come back to you if you're ready to talk in a little bit. Uh, 3354, are you there? Can you hear me? I'm here. Um, I'm kind of like, uh, I mm-hmm. guess I'm a little bit kind of taken away by the, by the scenario. Uh, mm-hmm. not, not so much as far removed from it. I completely mm-hmm. understand it. My, um, I guess my thing, my thought is, why did he feel the need to pull away just because she found out? If you've always, if you've been in your son's life all this time, why would you, what, why pull away now? Like that, that's kind of what, like, got me right now. Well, <laughs> I don't. I, I don't even know if I can if I can put that into words, but some from my holistic understanding, what I get from that is it's easier to be 
secret than to be open. You see, so he he was a big fixture in the community, big fixture in the church. Um, as was his wife. My father was the pastor, so. I think for him, and I'm not making an excuses, it was easier for him to be to do this secretly. So now it's out in the forefront. It's like I don't want to claim this because what it does, it shows an indictment on your character. Oh, you know, we're all here in the community looking up to you, and this is what you do. But on the hind, the back end of that is you left the 11 year old son who is 14 now, who knows his daddy but chooses not to be in his life. So I have to pick up the pieces of that. That's why I, I, I pride myself on being so strong and I pride myself on being who I am and being an open book because he, he needs somebody and the daddy is not here. I don't know why he chose to exit at this time, which is the pivotal mm-hmm. time where he should have, I thought he would have been here once everyone found out and knew. Child, let me own up to it. He did the exact opposite. Have not heard of him. Did you, were you in love? Because I, I happen to believe that love is more of an actual decision to participate in than this magical thing that you can't say no to. Um, right. You were in love. Um, Did you ask him to leave, like, his family to have the family Never. You? Never. Never. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I didn't have that authority to do that because I didn't have anywhere for him to go. I was living in a two-bedroom apartment. With my other children. So, no, I never asked him because I, I, I didn't deem that fair. That's not fair for you to leave your family and come be with me. All I asked was respect and consideration. And then once I had the baby, um, he was all overjoyed and all of this other stuff, which I did not think, well, at this point, I don't think it's real because those emotions would have still stayed there. I never asked anything of him unfairly because I know he was not in a position to give it to me. Neither did I want that. I did not want the responsibility of that. You stay over mm. there because I was so cautious about hurting her. I didn't want to hurt her. I'm like, you need to leave. It's getting 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. You, gotta, you, gotta watch. you need to go home. You know, I don't want to mm-hmm. hurt her because I know what hurt feels like. And it just does mm-hmm. not feel good. But I, I can't honestly answer. I don't know why he chose not to do anything. I don't know. He, he dropped After off. Four, left. Right. 14 years, he, he was done. I mean, he was clear. It was almost clear. I mean, if it's about right. dodging the immediate issue, um, exactly. I don't know. That, that that would be a hard one, too. 8026, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, I'm here. Okay, you want to weigh in on the topic, ask a question of our guests, because we're talking about how to get over the X. And in this particular instance, this was true. Do, let me ask her this one more question before I say, do you consider that you were in a relationship with him or that y'all were an item or were y'all just having a sexual something? I guess at the age of, at the age of twin sharing, I didn't know. I was satisfied with the void and the hole that was being filled. I didn't care where it came from. So I didn't ask any questions. I didn't say are we together? Because I, I didn't care if we were together or not. I just needed the, I just needed the connection. I just needed the feeling. So it didn't matter to me. It didn't matter to me and I never asked any questions. I don't think I was in a position to ask that because I knew what I was already dealing with and where they were coming from. Okay. 
Yes. Okay. I have a couple of questions that I wanted to ask. If I'm not mistaken, did 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 you not say uh, that you are at peace now, but your son of uh, the child that you had, I don't know, is it a boy mm-hmm. that you have want to know uh, about his daddy or, or why his daddy, who his daddy is, uh, if his dad has anything to do with him, but you're at peace? Well, the reason why I can honestly say I'm at peace and I'm not at peace with the mistreatment, I'm at peace at where I am in my life that I know how to compartmentalize and differentiate the hurt from what's real, from the reality mm-hmm. of it. I'm not at peace that my son is, is, is still dealing with and still hurting. I'm at peace with him, that I broke off this with him, and that he's still mm-hmm. doing the things that he deems necessary and the disrespect and not seeing a child. You have to be at peace with the stuff you can't control. But I'm not saying mm-hmm. that I'm at peace with my child not having his father in his life. But that's not a decision for me to make. Never was and mm-hmm. never will be. Because I can't, I can't make anybody do anything, and I'm not in a position to placate anybody's feelings. I just tell the truth about the situation, and that is a part of healing from it. You stand in the truth mm-hmm. of it. This is what happened. I made an egregious error. I was a participant in this, and so was your dad. But this is what happened. This is what became of this. I can't make anybody do anything. That is one of the things I'm at peace with. I can't make anybody a full circle with the things that I have. That's what I'm at peace with. I am no longer broken. I am no longer hurting. I am a full, whole woman who does not need validation from a man anymore. That is what I'm at peace with. Okay. And so so the, the, yes, I have two more questions. So Mm -hmm. you said that when the wife asked you if you was, if if, uh, you were, you, she heard that you had a, a child for her husband, mm-hmm. and uh, did you not say something about, um, uh, she said something about you hurting her, and you was like, I didn't hurt you. How did I hurt you? Uh, did I did I no. hear that? Right. I, I think you did, because when she asked me, did I have a child by her husband, I said, that's not up to me to tell you that answer. You can ask your husband. But what I did say was, I never hurt you. I never disrespected you because you, we know the, the 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 TV part of baby mama drama. I'm coming to your house. I'm picking at you. I'm texting you. I'm sending. It. I, I never did that. I played. I did what I did because I didn't deem it necessary to get her involved. That wasn't my call. So as, that was his. Okay. So so as long as as long as it's it's done and 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 she's not tampered with. It's okay. It's nope. okay. It's I never, I never said that, and it ain't okay. I just nope. said it initially. I, I'm not advocating any of this. All I'm saying is it happened, and this is how mm-hmm. I got yeah. over it. it. It ain't, it ain't just about this. I got two other baby daddies that we could talk about. It ain't just about the married one. I got two other ones. I got three mm-hmm. children by three different daddies. And see what 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 Mark Sharon's interest was that I put it out there. Because mm-hmm. I ain't no better than nobody else. This is who I am. This is what happened to me. But I decided to heal from this. I decided to move my life on and raise my children without that. I didn't. Mm-hmm. It, it just didn't serve me anymore. It's just not about the married man. 
It's, this is about how to get over a baby daddy. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sharon. Okay, and Sharon, and this is this is something that 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 we um, that I and you know where I am uh, in my spiritual uh, belief mm-hmm. um, is mm-hmm. that when things like this happen, when things like this happen, the the world perspective of it. It's like they just they just make it seem they want you to go and um, go just just go in remission just hide you know don't say anything mm-hmm. about it but we, what mm-hmm. we have to understand is that the baby is not a mistake because a mm-hmm. baby a child a baby is a gift from God so the baby mm-hmm. is never a mistake what was right. what, what was done was the mistake and so I think uh, uh, in tradition. Um, and I don't want to step on anyone's toes. If if mm-hmm. we can get that to be taught uh, in our traditional Baptist churches or our tradition churches that that just you know just say that okay you you need you need to come before the church and apologize to the church. okay why do we need to do all of, why why do I need to do all of that when when mm-hmm. I repent with God when I repent with God because He gave me this child this child is mm-hmm. not a mistake. So, so I think it's it's the tradition that 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 we're under is what makes things seem like it's just the worst thing. And I and and don't get me wrong, I didn't ask those questions to t- try and 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 uh, tear you down. I was just asking because I wanted clarity of what I was hearing because I've learned something just listening to what you. Um, said when you when you, when you first came on and you was telling it so you know that's that I just wanted that clarity of that and if anyone else is listening if they're in that situation don't feel sorry for yourself don't hold your right. head down because your baby right. is not a mistake that is that's not a right. mistake that is a gift from God know right. that I don't <laughs> care what no preacher tell you I don't care what the deacon tell you the apostle the bishop the prophet I don't care what. That is a gift from God. Once you take care of that with God, when you repent, it's 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 wiped off. It's a clean slate. So I'm through with it. I mean, that's that's my input on it. I'm gonna tell you, the thing is, is not just in the Baptist church because I was raised in the Holiness Church, and some of, I didn't realize until you just told me that you were a PK, you were a preacher, yes, <laughs> and a lot, of, and and that by itself. Now I'm not one, but I was raised in such a strict religious environment that everyone associated with me in an elder position, people associated it with the church. So they assumed that there was some type of clergy. My daddy was a, a, a is a Catholic, devout Catholic, but you know I don't really I can't tell you if I've ever seen him do anything, pull out the rosary in emergencies, and say mm-hmm. that prayer. But my mom was a devout Christian, and we went to church more as much as we went to school, and it was required to go to school. So that's how much we went to church. So the whole thing about letting the church know, getting in front of the church like that. We never had that particular uh, uh, way of action. But when something happened, especially to a female, now you can have all the holes and men in the church as you want. I ain't going to say jet. But when a female happens to be the reservoir for the exposure of sexual activities because she can get pregnant, then she's removed from this and she's removed from that. And I never understood why we never got the other end of the explanation. 
and I never got the understanding, even into my older years uh, as a as a, uh, a member of that of my particular church, why it was so important. But you would skip the teaching aspect of just the basic biology. If the schools were telling me that there were some basic things that's going to happen to yourself, your body, and the church never addressed it, then I don't understand how you can expect anything else to happen. But for mistake pregnancies or, you know, children who were not planned for to occur, I just didn't get it. But that never was answered to me. I had to learn some things later in life. One other caller, and then we're going to go to a couple other callers. Uh, 8325, can you hear me? Yeah, sure. Is this Dennis? No, Anubis. No, this is Anubis. Tell me how to say it. Tell me how to say it. Uh, Anubis. Anubis. Okay, Anubis. I want to know. Like like Anubis. (laughs) Okay, Anubis. Anubis. Okay, I got it now. Tell me what you have to say about this particular topic because we're talking about getting over exes, and in this particular example, and Summer has been gracious enough to share with us some things that I think happen very commonly, not saying whether it's right or wrong, whether it should be a mode of of participation, but it's something that happens very often. She fathered, no, she fathered, she didn't, she mothered a child to a man who was married. And she has spoken on Facebook saying expressly how unapologetic of being Uh, a mother to this child is, and I think that that warrants some level of appreciation. You know, I'm just saying, I don't think that she should apologize in any way, shape, or form. What do you say? No, she shouldn't apologize because I agree with the last caller that a child is a gift from God. Because there are people Mm -hmm. that have been trying, well, in my family, for for instance, there's um, cousins that I have that are like sisters of me that have been trying to have kids uh, forever with their husband and they just weren't able to get pregnant. And then uh-huh. something happened and by what they call a miracle of God, she had one kid, uh-huh. well then she had another one. And then after that, she was told that she couldn't have any more for health reasons and all this other stuff. So she got two gifts from God and then her situation changed and she wound up not married to the man anymore. And uh-huh. he was acting like he didn't want to be a part of the girl's lives and didn't because he wasn't with her. So she moved on and did what she needed to do for her girls. And then eventually he turned around because he missed his children. He wanted to be a part of his daughter's life. So now he's acting more mm-hmm. like a father than he was when they were together. And he realizes yeah. that she's moved on and it's not going to happen. Because he even came mm-hmm. to me and asked me what to do. After I had probably about two weeks uh, after talking to her, she called me and asked me what to do. And I said, well, you need to work on yourself. So you can't fix him. Yeah. And you by yourself can't fix the relationship because there's three of y'all in that relationship, and I'm not one of them. I say it's you and him that went before God, and y'all decided and told God that y'all was going to be one and that you was going to work this out for better or for worse, for richer or for poor, sickness and health, death do you part. Well, here it is worse, and one of y'all want to jump ship. Now, is that what you told God you was going to do? That's up to you to answer that question, not me. I can't make that decision for you. But you need to work on you because y'all have issues, and part of the problem is you because you're part of the problem. It's it's 50-50, and he's the other half Uh of the problem. And when he called me almost two weeks later, I told him the same thing that I told her. You need to work on you, bro. You need Uh to don't worry about my sister and what she's doing. Don't worry about she not paying attention. 
to you and you not getting sex and all this other stuff. What are you doing to make this situation the way that it is? You need to work on you. It's something that you're doing to turn her off from you. You're pushing her away Uh from you. Whatever it was you did to get her, and I believe that, you still got to keep doing to keep her. And whatever it was, Uh and she told me a bunch of things, he wasn't doing it anymore. So that was like Uh the stuff that he was doing was belittling her and making her feel less than a woman and less than a mother and not not feeling good about herself. And I think I heard um, your caller say that she finally um, started to feel better about herself because she didn't feel uh-huh. she didn't feel good about herself and there was a void in her life. And once that void was filled, however it was filled, she didn't care. And now she got to a point in her life where now correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. She got to a point in her life where um, she don't need a man to fill a void because she's happy and come to, to terms with herself, and she's happy within uh-huh. herself. So there is no void uh-huh. now. So, I mean, I can't answer the questions on, you know, uh, any of this stuff. I mean, it sounds good to me that she's able to um, move on. And um, I appreciate that when the woman came to her and asked about the son, that she didn't do what most, like she said, baby mama drama happened. It just sprout off. Are you coming to me? Yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, she said, you need to talk to your husband about that. That's for him to uh-huh. tell you, not me. It's not my place. She right. stayed in her lane. She right. stayed in her lane. Because a lot of times in relationships and life in general, we have a real, we real easy and real quick to jump out of our lane into right. what somebody else is doing and somebody else's relationship and what's going on with them. Girl, if you need me to come over there, I'm going to be. Now, I say it like this because uh-huh. I have about, I have one biological sister and about 18 sister cousins that I grew up with. So it's 19 women that I grew up with all together, not including oh. my 10 aunts. So I grew up around oh. women. I had uh-huh. my grandfather a couple of Uh cousins that were Uh uh, a father figure to me and still are, Uh but not my biological Uh father. My mother eventually later on, around when I was about five, married a man who is now I'm proud to call my dad. I love him to death. He's he's more than I could have even asked for. And I went through those same things that, you know, um, she said her son might be going through. um, Why does he not want me? You know, why is he not around for me? What did I do? You know that, but I didn't get to, I didn't get to dwell in that because uh-huh. my mother picked a man that was good for me. He, uh-huh. he, he, he interacted with me. She picked another uh-huh. positive man, not just my, not just my dad, but my uh-huh. grandfather was there every single summer, the day the school was out. If not that day, the next day, my butt was down in North Carolina running around on the phone and I had uh-huh. uncles, cousins, <laughs> you know, everything down there that I needed along with all of those women. And I spent half my life riding up and down the dirt road or up in the pecan tree. But I had all uh-huh. of these women, but there was key men in my life to show me, like my dad showed me how to throw a football, how to throw a Frisbee. My grandfather showed uh-huh. me how to shine shoes because he was one that did, he, he put soles on shoes for everybody in the community. And it's a small town because uh-huh. I found out recently that, the reason one of my uncles, I only had two uncles, but the youngest one that I was named after, he always asked my cousins, who are your people when they bring a boy to the house? And I'm like, what the heck can you ask that question for? Now I understand because more than half the people in that town, I mean more than half, I'm related to. 
I've met cousins every time I go down there that I ain't never seen. And I'm 48. I'm like, hey, what's up, cousin? I don't, hey, I don't know who you are. So, well, so I understand <laughs> a lot of what she's mm-hmm. talking about. But my thing would be to give her or my gift to her would try to be um, – not necessarily a man that you're involved with or that's married or whatever. He could be a coach at the school. He could be an uncle of yours or somebody else's, a close neighbor, because it takes a village to raise a child. And I use my neighborhood. Just about everybody in my neighborhood is like family to my kids. They can go to any one uh-huh. of these houses in this neighborhood where I live. And even now, my son come home and talk to a woman up the street that he calls grandma, one of his grandmothers, and she was happy to see him. She told me the other day he came down. He's in the Air Force now. He came down, he, you know, stopped by her house. So you, it takes a village to raise a child. You can't do it by yourself. A mother uh-huh. cannot, in my opinion, teach a boy uh-huh. how to be a man. You need a man uh-huh. somewhere in his life to be able to teach him certain things, just like I uh-huh. could not teach any one of my daughters how to be a woman. At some point, they need their mother or some other positive female figure in their life to show them things that I just don't know because I'm not a woman. So mm-hmm. some things now, I'm just not going to get. It's interesting that you would say those things about um, men teaching men and, and women teaching women. I read something just the other day about the importance of just using what you got because just because you introduce your child to that same sex, uh, hopefully alternate uh, personality that's going to help them doesn't necessarily mean that that person's going to be able to offer to that child what they really need but you can teach that child how to be treated by mm-hmm. what is there. If you have a daughter and her father's not present, you can teach, uh, you know, uh, 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 as a father, teach that daughter um, how to be treated well by a man or teach that, you know, I can teach a girl how to, you know, do her feminine stuff, but I can't necessarily teach her without involving her in a mature part of my life how a man should treat a woman. But another man can teach, you know, or another woman can say, you know, this is the way that men should make you feel. This is the way that Mm -hmm. men should make you feel, you know, how you should act. This is, you know, and it's not, um, gender driven is just plainly but it's interesting that we've all but this is how we started we started talking about a relationship that involved children what about when it has nothing to do with children what about why these married couples who don't have young children like Mary J. Bodge like uh, who else was there Toya they don't have children with these mates uh, yeah, Keisha and Ed, they have a baby, but there has to be something that was undone in those adult persons well before the children came into into play. One more call, and then we're going to go over to that subject. 6988, do you have anything to wait on now? 6988. Nah, I'm good. Okay, just listen. i I'm always interested when the men have something to say because I can remember very clearly when we were talking about Sierra and Future and the and the football playing guy. Y'all know the one I'm talking about. It was so many guys on social media in in my personal experience at work in the communities who had so much negative to say about a woman who just wanted to have a male positive figure in her son's life. 
and the father was no longer going to be a part of her life. Now, Summer, do you think that she went about it the right way or the wrong way, you know, since you've had relationships where the fathers were there and then suddenly weren't? Of course, you dated other persons, and their influence potential was, you know, there, and I'm, I'm sure in a, in a positive way. Do you think that she handled it well, or do you think that she was backwards the way that she did that? No, I think I think in situations like that, we make the decision for ourselves and our children that it's going to serve us the best. Now, this is the second half of the show about this situation. Now, I've been married nine years to a wonderful mm-hmm. man to my other thing, so... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the first part of it, where I was back then. We're not talking right. about now. We talk about the hurt that I've dealt with. We talk about the betrayal and the and, and the expended energy and the and the children that were mixed up into this. But right. it's just not about the quote unquote married man. Any man could have a baby by you and leave. It ain't just because he was yeah. married he was so wrong or we were so wrong to partake in that. I think what yeah. what what generally tends to happen is. We have to do what's best for ourselves and what's for the children. So I can't say if the, if the sister was right or if she was wrong, because a lot of people can look at my situation and say I was dead wrong, even my mother, because my mother's a, mm-hmm. a, a pastor's wife. She still thinks that I was wrong for dealing with that married man 14 years ago. And I'm like, well, you know, that's that's where y'all are. You know, I mean, that's where you are. That's not where I am. I've moved way beyond that. I don't have any qualms about this. You don't see the child. But that's why I have my husband him. I've been married nine years, and I do have three children by him. But he picked up the flag, uh-huh. you know, nine years ago. But it still does not excuse the. Well, she dropped again. I think she was about to say it does not excuse the fact that she – uh, had a relationship with someone who was in one. She did meet a man who was willing to uh, offer her uh, a relationship with her, irregardless of what her past was. And I want you guys to weigh in on that before we go to the second part, the no children part, because I think that's the more uh, relatable part uh, for most people. Eighty twenty six. do you think that uh, the children make a difference in whether or not, uh, whether or not there are children? if that makes a difference in how people uh, respond to relationships? Uh, Yes. Yes, it does, because a lot of people in relationships use the kids. They use the kids. The kids are tossed back and forth. The kids is like, say, for instance, you're fighting somebody and that the kids are the weapons that you're you're Mm -hmm. using to fight the, the, the daddy and the, and the daddy used the kid to fight the mom. So if the dad uh-huh. wants to get back at the mom, the dad don't pick the kids up when he's supposed to pick them up. He don't bring the money um, to help get the school clothing. He don't pay child support. Then you have the mom, if the, if the dad moves on and he's with someone else and he seems to be much happier and doing more things than he was, was doing with her, then she gets mad even though he's paying child support. Then she stops uh-huh. him. She won't let him see the kid, just like the video. Remember the, the video that was on that? Uh-huh. Uh, I think you shared it where the, 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 the mother and the, the daughter was out there. The man was dropping his kid off, and she, she, she just went through this whole 
act of Congress because of a child's mm-hmm. haircut. So what right. it is, it, 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 in, in all actuality, in all actuality, at the end of the day, we have absolutely no control of what we're doing. It, it's just tricks of the enemy. Every, mm. Both parties are being used by the enemy. Even when you have an affair, you have no control of that. It's and, and what we was talking about earlier when you was live, those are spirits. Those are spirits mm-hmm. that are in us that's 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 controlling controlling us. And 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 people don't people don't want to talk about spirits. They don't want to talk mm-hmm. about demonic uh, attacks. They don't want they don't want to talk about any of that. So, but at the end of the day, that's what we're dealing with. That's 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 me. That's my belief. That's I, I mean, it's it's even my pastor when he talks about his affair that he had on his wife, and and there was a child conceived, and they had to go through, you know, his uh, his wife's uh, family. They all wanted her to divorce him because he had an affair, and there was a child born out of the affair. But no, instead she could, she 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 stayed with him. She prayed. She trusted God to change her husband, and she and, and God did change him because we can't do it. All we can mm-hmm. do is move out of the way and let God take care of it because He's the only somebody that can do. It. Now we can pray for them. We can pray for them, and God, you know, transform him. And when He talks about it. You know, some of the people be like, why Why does he always talk about that? And he said, because he absolutely had no control of himself. He was used by the enemy. And if he can take his story, that what happened to him and how the enemy used him and share it with someone else to save their marriage, he, that's what we have to do. That's, that's, mm. that's, that's my belief. And I'm sticking to it. That's, that's, you know. <laughs> I know that's your belief. Selma, did you have anything to say to her response? We were asking whether or not, um, you know, whether or not the uh, responsibility changes because of the of their a child. And in that particular instance, there was a, a reconciliation or a closing, uh, closing into the relationship of the two people, irregardless of a child coming out of it. Um, what do you say? Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I think I could think it could go either way, and I do agree with the sister. You know, sometimes it takes reconciliation, and sometimes it just depends on the people. I, I think it's just it's me. I have never been in the business of making somebody do something that they don't want to do because I feel it's not right. genuine. Right. So I, I opt to take the road of I'm gonna let it go. I'm just letting it go. Mm-hmm. Let it be what it be, or what it's going to be, and all the responsibility that I have is raising the black child out here in this community. That's all I can do from this point uh-huh. on. But he has, you know, I have a daddy, a stepfather, so that that renders him two grandparents that I'm married, so that renders him a step-grandfather. So, you know, I have three brothers, and he has older brothers, so it's not like he is, he, he is disconnected from the village. He's still here. But my whole issue mm-hmm. is getting over the baby daddy and getting over the hurt and getting over the pain. Mm-hmm. It's not just it's just not directly about somebody mm-hmm. who's married and, 
and having a child and, oh, no, you think this, think that. Yeah, we know the children are a gift, but let's not forget that there are men who are not married who still abandon their children. How do we get right. over this? How do we as black women get over the hurt? How do we get over the pain? How do we heal ourselves to not take business with your baby's daddy's business? Because I, I am a healer, and I have I see women every day, and the majority of their issues are baby daddy issues. I tend not to get into them because they're so abstract, because you only hear one side of it. But the majority of it is pain. Why doesn't he love me? He's not picking my baby up. He ain't paying the child support. you got to get to a point in your life to you got to rise above that. None of that even matters. Just like the post I said, guess who baby daddy don't pay their child support? Mine. And I'm not ashamed uh-huh. of that. I don't care. Don't pay it. Uh-huh. Don't pay it uh-huh. because it's not a repercussion uh-huh. of mine. I sleep uh-huh. good at night because my light's on. My children have the best. They don't want for anything. They're smart. They're educated. I live in a black community, black household. I am in three grassroots projects that I'm building up from the bottom. They're, you know, they're active in on sports, activities, football. My daughter's in college. So I'm like, they ain't really lacking nothing. And then if I, if I, if I push them or mesh them into their father's lives, what do they really have to show these black boys on how to be a man? Who left? Right. It ain't nothing right. you can show them. So I'm very adamant about, no, y'all stay over there and let us stay over here. I'm not, I'm not tearing a relationship apart because there isn't one. It's not like they come mm-hmm. to me and say, let me see my son, and I say no. Because that door mm-hmm. has been open for many years, but I decided to close it because that door only faced hurt, pain, and disappointment. I see my son mm-hmm. sit on steps for hours waiting on a man that never came. I had many birthdays without a man that never came. Uh-huh. I bought diapers uh-huh. and milk and was on WIC and food stamps and Section 8 housing because of a man that never came. So uh-huh. it was up to me to be, the, to be the image of strength for my children, not this person. That's, I think uh-huh. that's what we're getting at. It's just not about the married man. It ain't about that because my daughter is 21 and her dad did nine years in the federal penitentiary for selling dope. But every yeah. the, every other weekend, I drove three hours away for her to see her daddy because they had a relationship. It was not up to me to tear that relationship apart. It wasn't up to me to do that. I, I, I'm the type of person, I give you the rope, you hang yourself. I do uh-huh. all I can. I do all uh-huh. I can. But uh-huh. at this point in my life, I'm over that. I'm over them. I'm over that because it does not, it, it, it does not, it, it don't rain over here in my house about them anymore. I could care less about what they do because I'm uh-huh. healed from it. I'm not hurting anymore. It doesn't bother uh-huh. me anymore that I made. And I had to come to grips with the decision I made. I had to take responsibility for the decisions uh-huh. that I made. And once you take uh-huh. responsibility for the decisions that you made, you can be at peace with your stuff. And that's, that's uh-huh. something oftentimes hard for us black men because we like to book stuff. It ain't got nothing to do with yep. me. I ain't do it yet. Yes, you did. Yep. <laughs> because you, you bought the plate and I bought the fork. Uh-huh. You see? So I, uh-huh. I took responsibility for what I did and, and the roles that I played in it. I played uh-huh. roles in it. But not now uh-huh. I'm not. I exit. I, I came you. out of I came. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you come to this accepting responsibility um, and understanding where you were with finding this new king in your life. Because I think that, I just think 
that a lot of women only get to that point by default. When someone cares enough about them to treat them with some level of love that they don't even find for themselves, then they have the aha moment and realize, you know what, I could have done this by myself. I didn't have to, you know, wait on a man. I didn't have to wait on the baby daddy. I didn't have to be, you know, worried about mm-hmm. the next thing. Because when you take the children out of it, that's what a lot of single women with no children, that's how they act. And I'm right. just saying from what I've, what I've seen, like they're waiting on somebody to rescue them from themselves. And they don't even have children to even lean on anybody against. Did you? Was it after or before you found your your husband? Your husband found you. No, oh, it, it it was before. It was before because I could not bring this responsibility to somebody else who wasn't warranted. Like that's not fair to him. So I, I cleaned up my mess before I started advertising myself. Who who am I to, mm. to to push this burden on somebody else? Because that's a lot. I had to heal me and had to heal three children. That's a lot. A lot yeah. to bring to one person. That's one a lot. One of the listeners is saying that maybe you need to write a book. Have you thought about writing a book about your life? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. I have. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I want to go ahead and let a couple other people, if they have anything else to say before I, and I'm, again, I'm not no guru or nothing. I just think that if some things are not quite as complicated as we allow the rest of the world and the audience of the uh, people who have sometimes I don't even know what they're talking about. It just sounds good. They know how to tell you mm-hmm. what to do because that's what somebody else told them that hadn't even, you know, done it themselves. Before I go uh, into the things that you can do, and it's really just three. I think there's just really three things that you need to do in order to get past a bad relationship, but we'll talk about that right quick. Uh, 8026, did you have anything to add? I'm sorry, did eight, you zero, say 8026? What you? did you ask? Is there anything you'd like to add before I get into uh, how to get here? How, I'm going to give you the, 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 the ingredients. Hell, she just gave the ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> she needs to write the book. Yeah, you need to write that book. They said you need to write the book, honey. Eighty-three twenty-five. Anything it. you want to add before we get into the book? No, she need to write the book because um, <laughs> just just listening to her where she is and what she went through, Hi. which is what all of us went through. Well, well, I can't say all of us, but what a lot of people go through, she went mm-hmm. through, and how how she dealt with it reflects mm-hmm. a lot on her character of who she is and how she's grown through all of the hurt and all of the pain and all of the confusion and all of the, you know, why doesn't he love me and the void in her life and all of that stuff because mm-hmm. I've learned a lot just listening to her and you can still mm-hmm. hear the pain, but you can hear where she came from and how she mm-hmm. dealt with it and how she deals with it. And yeah. even now having somebody positive in their life, how she cleaned herself up first. Like I said earlier, I told my cousin, take care of you first. And she did that. So she Mm -hmm. took care of herself first. So when she was able to find a man or a man was able to find her or the right man or God put them together or however it happened, then she was ready for that to happen right then. Had she gone and not taken care of herself and not cleaned herself up and got herself ready and, and 
did self work like she did. Summer, I think, is mm-hmm. the name. Then yeah. she wouldn't mm-hmm. still. She still wouldn't be ready. She still wouldn't be. She still would be in that place where she was about well, why this happened and why that happened mm-hmm. and why me and you know why is he not in his life? But she's come to terms with that and she's okay with that where she is now. That was where mm-hmm. she was then. But she's grown and she's seen herself grow and she took care of herself all of that time to get to where she is now. That's why I said she should write the. Book. You should write the book. Did you have anything to say to Summer or about the show before we end it? Um, with my, I ain't gonna write the book. She gonna write the book. We gonna press her to write the book. Uh, sixty nine eighty eight. You have anything to say? No, I don't have anything to say. Okay. Just, just... Look, you were about to say something. You were about to mm-hmm. say something. Huh. No, I ain't about to say nothing. I'm just this. Okay. <laughs> okay. And, and, that's that. and so tell the people how they can connect with you on social media and with your – tell me again that title that you have because I call Ashley the sex goddess, and I've been calling you Queen Summer, but you have a, you have a title, honey. What is it, baby? Yeah, I, I, I ain't sex goddess. I, I ain't actually, I have summer, I have I have wisdom. I am the healing goddess, the goddess of healing. I bring forth healing and I bring forth light and I bring forth resurrection. I am the one who destroys to build again. So that's who, that's who I am. That's that's my purpose. That's what I was sent here to do in this lifetime is to heal a nation of women because without the women, we have no nation. We have no children. Mm-hmm. We have no strong mm-hmm. black men because we got to back all of this. And it's the black mm-hmm. men out here who need some loving on because black men yeah. are too. And that's, yes, that's my do. whole issue. I, 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 I said to myself, I will not allow my three black, well, my five black sons to be, mm-hmm. A, a broken woman, and two, mm-hmm. to be a statistic. Because being with a broken mm-hmm. woman can hurt you more than can hurt you more than you being hurt by somebody mm-hmm. else. Broken mm-hmm. woman is hell to deal with. Mm-hmm. That's hell, hell, mm-hmm. and it takes a special mm-hmm. kind of man to have to deal with that. So that's that's right. what I, that's that's what my cause is. That's what I'm so big on. My my sons, I teach them and I show them what a broken woman looks like, what a broken woman displays, what a broken woman exudes, what her essence is like, what her energy is like. And I don't want you to be with that because it causes too much other confusion. Uh, uh, so that's, that's, that's well, my thing. That's who I am. And how, how I can be connected on social media is, is just through my Facebook page, um, Summer Etheridge, S-U-M-M-E-R, E-T-H-E-R-E-D-G, G like girl, E. And my telephone number mm. is 803-261-2923. And I am the goddess of Aya Wisdom. Ooh, girl, I like that. I love that. Now, you know how we do it here. I'm, I'm not writing a book. Summer is going to write the book. I will help you get in contact with Summer if you like. But the way that we do it here is she always got to have last say. That's me, the empress. Be right back to give you those three rules on how to get over the X anything. Okay? You're right back. Everything begins with an honest 
open conversation. The Empire is exactly that place, and you can just weigh in, listen, or debate with others about topics ranging from childcare, sex, religion, and politics. We talk about the things that matter, the things we experience, and we make plans for how we can better live with change. Real talk, real people, real issues with real solutions. Call 646-478-5625 every Sunday and Wednesday at 8 Central on Blog Talk Radio to get Empire with the Empress. Or you can log on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Empire, where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. Now, we did talk about in the beginning of the show the baby daddy getting over because I think it's important. I think there are a lot of baby daddy, uh, baby daddies and baby mamas most of the time uh, highlighting the baby mamas who are hurting, who are not getting over the ex and that sort of thing. But uh, even Summer uh, just said, men hurt too. Men absolutely hurt too. They don't express their hurt at the loss of relationship or the loss of the expectation of what they wanted the same way that women do, but that hurt is still capable and it's still present and it's still there. And it comes out in different ways, but it's still there. I think that there are three major things that you can do to get over any level of X. And X just means that you have for some reason, whether it's your reason, their reason, situation, it's complicated, however you want to say to get over that status in your life. Because honestly, if you are not in a relationship, you're probably leaving one. And you can say romantic relationships or just relationship uh, levels of uh, communications with people or uh, interactions with people. If you have an active situation in any of those realms, then you're not an ex. That's just my explanation. I wanted to ask whether or not people think that it takes two to become an ex or if someone can leave you and you immediately become an ex, but it is an interaction and a sharing of relationships. So when anybody decides not to participate, I consider you an ex. I think that you're an ex. And sometimes it takes some people, I would be cautious to say, but I would probably be most correct in saying women don't get it. When you've been dumped, when you've been got, uh, gotten over, when he'd have moved on, and then you want to get upset and act just like Summer was saying, like the typical baby mama drama, ex upset and mad, jumping on the woman when the issue that you have and the issue that she had was not with either of the two of you because y'all weren't relating Jack. Y'all weren't doing nothing. It was this third party. So I think the very first thing you have to admit to yourself when you're trying to get over an ex is to actually admit that you're hurt. Um, we said from the beginning, get healed, get yourself together, work on yourself. A lot of people don't even know what that means because they have been in these relationships for so long that they've depended on someone else for their own personal safety, protection, and provision. A lot of women are in relationships that have well been over they know their husband cheating. They know their boyfriend going out. They are really good and friendly with the other baby mama. You know, she said she didn't have a problem with, you know, trying to save face for that other woman. It's instinctual that some women want to just compare themselves to who that other woman is, and it is also instinctual for men to do the same. So they take issue with that other partner who had usually nothing to do with it except for participating in something that you were not given privy to. So when you can admit 
that you are hurting, that this has been an insult and an assault against yourself, your heart, your mind, your plans, if you have children, their futures, the functionality of what you saw in your head for that relationship, you can get some help once you admit that you're hurt. One of the things that would piss me off is people who come to the hospital, but then they don't want to let you do the things that they came to. What you come for? If you say you got chest pain and then you don't want me to stick this IV in your arm, if we're going to have a hard time for me to help you, help me help you by at least admitting I need some help. You know, I can't stand these women who walk around acting like a man who hasn't uh, cheated on you and slept with your best friend or, you know, been taking, telling you he, you going to the gym, but you really going over to Kiki house and you sleeping with her and you father the child with her. I need you to understand that that's hurtful and it's okay for you to say I hurt. You ain't got to be no strong, mad black woman and act like that don't hurt. That stuff hurts. And until you're willing to say I hurt, you walking around with a gunshot to the heart and soul but you acting like it's no big deal, and you think that jumping in bed with somebody else or one-upping them on something else is going to help, you're not going to do anything but bury yourself further into dis, uh, disengagement with the truth. Uh, so you got to you got to admit that you're hurting and tell the truth about that. That don't mean going and telling everybody, you know he slept with my girlfriend and they having a baby in nine months, and I thought he was going to the gym. You ain't got to tell nothing except for yourself the truth and that you're hurting, then once you're able to say the truth, once you're able to admit the truth to yourself and walk inside of that hurt, healing starts to begin, and then you can go to the second part, which is leave it in the past. Now, some people get stuck in between these first two. They get stuck in between um, admitting that they're hurt and leaving that in the past. What they do is they rehearse going through the hurt, getting pissed off, getting all sentimental, or getting back in the bed with the person, and they can't leave the past in the past because you're making some new stuff right now with that old person. There is no way for you to create something new or something worth being recreated by functioning in that same past behavior. Now, some people just simply won't admit the truth in the beginning saying that they really don't want to be done with this person. It just is the audience of people and friends and family and everybody else that's saying, girl, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that right there. But I am here to tell you, and I think the world should reverberate this, if you're not done, don't act like you're done and, don't say, and, and, and stop trying to save face by not saying that you're not done. It's okay. I'm not done and I want my mate, but people's ego and people's level of not knowing what the next step is keeps them going back and forth between healing from that hurt and leaving the past in the past. How many times have you seen people go back to their ex over and over and over again, nothing's really changed, and they live that same lie, they live that same situation, nothing's ever changed, or they compromise what, that, what they're saying they want the, the, the future to be, but they still doing the stuff they were doing before. Like, I don't understand how, you know, I, I never understood why some people, when they said they wanted to start over, would decide to just pick up and go away, literally. Like, I had a girlfriend in Mobile. She and her husband was having problems. 
she said there was no way that she was going to be able to move inside of the same world of people, the same world of friends, the same world of interactions, and have a different expectation of her uh, marriage when all of the same uh, influences were in place. Now, some things you can't change, but some things you absolutely could. She picked up and she left. She put in her resignation, got her kids, and she moved. And I don't know that that was an option for everybody, but she's still married today to her husband. She says their relationship is totally different from what they had before because they were forced to function in a different realm of the future. Like there was no way to go to the same places and him say the same lies about who he was hanging out with or them to have any of those same conversations because she literally changed the entire environment and there was an absolute equal that the options on the other side of the equal side, you couldn't get the same thing. Now he very could well could have never come up to, you know, be with them in Florida. He could have just stayed where he was, but she says, and he even said, that it pulled all of the unnecessary stuff away from him, and he saw that he he didn't even have a current future where he was. He was not, he was even stuck in his job. He was unhappy with the school system where his children were, all of the change that she had been wanting them to have. She just decided to have it, and he did not want her to have that. Uh, truth without him or that future without him. So it forced him to make a decision that he wanted to have. Now, I say this. I don't think that if you don't know for sure that this is the person that you want to be with for you to be flip-flopping all the way around the world because you've been in move and you'll just have a new zip code because everybody's not meant to move sporadically like that. But I know that if you don't leave your past in the past, it will be repeated over and over again. And some people are able to create that newness right in their life, but if you talk to any exes, if you talk to any couples, they always relate things that have happened um, outside of themselves to certain events, certain places, certain people. And if those persons, places, and events, and people aren't going to change and you don't change them, I think you're doomed to be connected to that same oldness. And then the third one, I think that even people who have gotten healed and have admitted the hurt to themselves, they tell the truth, and then they leave the past in the past, they never give themselves a real chance of really starting over. I can say that most of the shows like this that I've done and most of the people that I've counseled with regard to relationships, they always refer back to what has happened and they cannot forgive themselves because they now see clearly how they could have changed what has been. So they can't even see themselves giving a new chance, giving themselves a new relationship, giving themselves a new love as if the only chance you ever going to get is the chance that you blew by the relationship that you're now an ex of. I can speak this for myself. I, you know, Summer was very open about having her children, um, having children with men who were not, one one guy that was not hers, but having children with three different men, and then marrying a man and having three more. So when you hear this woman has six children, if you don't know the backstory, 
a lot of people would love to just jump on the bandwagon and damn her for who and what she is. But once you have healed yourself from your past, you're able to tell the truth. You're able to say this is what I did and why I did it. So then you're able to create something different to have a different outcome. If you don't ever let loose of the mistakes that you made, and, yeah, we've all made, like, everybody that made them, you know, and don't be trying to grade yours against some of them because everybody has made them. Some will never admit to some of the things that she just, I was shocked reading her thread that day at how many truths that she gave. And I had to just, Emma, are you for real? Did you really do that? Like, how do you feel this type way about yourself? She said, I felt bad for a long time. I felt horrible for having had this entire creation outside of relationship that I can even have. I cheated myself. I cheated my son. I cheated a lot of different people, but this is where I am. I even read in a thread that she started in another group where a female was saying that she aborted her child because she had had a relationship with a guy, wasn't even a married guy. She wasn't a married woman, but she had a relationship that, created another life, and because it was something that she couldn't understand as a blessing, she just cut it off. And now she lives every year celebrating a birthday of a child that could have been thinking about a man that she really, really loved and cared for because the picture didn't look right. I said it earlier on a, on a blog that I was, or on a video that I was doing with my uh, children earlier, about the truth of how spiritual beings we are. And some people, uh, this is not religion. This is not about anything other than there is something underneath the skin and bones and everything that we are. The easiest way to get to that place, and I think the easiest way to have a love, strong connection with other people is to recognize that part of yourself and put truth and honesty to it. A lot of people just aren't willing to do that. That's why you got these mad. I'm, I, I made a point that I was not going to be an angry black woman. Even if I never meet the man that I think I'm deserving of and that I want to share my life with, I'm not going to be an angry black woman who's upset that I don't have this other stance in my life that's just a compliment to my life. I'm going to be whole to start with. Be a part of healing is making sure you put together, not just financially and economically, like you got your own house, you got your own stuff, you can put him out. It ain't all about that. It's just about being whole with yourself and allowing that other person's spiritual connectedness to you to be an addition to who you are, not a requirement. That's why you got so many, and I'm talking about the women tonight because I'm just on that team. That's why you got so many women pissed off and mad. And doing things like I rather date married men rather than single men because I can get what I want and I don't want no man. You a damn lie. You want a man just like other women want men. You've got to stop lying to yourself, giving yourself the opportunity to have a full life, but living it fully and not with this hole in it, waiting on somebody to come and rescue you. You got to do that. And men do the same thing. I know men who are, they got all of the uh, aesthetic parts together. They got the house, they got the car, they got the job, they travel, they do all of these beautiful, wonderful things, and they have absolutely no one to share it with, and that's exactly what they want. Like, I've, I've met men who have said, 
these very things. And they cannot find someone who can't get over the exterior parts of this truth until you're able to tell the truth about where you are, if you're hurting. Fix that self, heal that hurt, tell the truth. Leave your past in the past if you're done with it. If you're not done with it, go back to it and, and at least work on it. You can't keep putting stuff back on hold. Go into it. Fix it or leave it alone and move forward. You can start creating some of the most beautiful relationships of what serves you and yourself if you're able to do that. And you can do that whether it's friendships. I done cut off so many friends now that, you know, I almost ain't got no Facebook friends, but other than my family, but certain certain things aren't even necessary for me. Certain audiences aren't even necessary for me. Certain relationship titles aren't even uh, necessary for me because I'm filled up from a different place. I'm I'm full from a different place. I'm, but I'm not going to lie like a lot of women lie. Um, how Summer didn't lie and say, I I want a relationship, but. I'm needing to heal. I got some stuff that I got to get taken care of my own because I don't want to put this on a, a man. And, and men, y'all got to stop acting like you're not hurt. I think the world congratulates men for moving on and moving forward more quickly. I've done a show where there were statistics that showed that men marry twice as often um, than do women who leave relationships. That's unmarried. So when they have been married, they're almost four times as likely to be married a second time a lot sooner than their female counterpart. And I was like, why is that? It's because there's a strategic planning where that cuts off all of the hurt and emotion where women can't get to that point. We still be mad. We be mad. I can't believe he went and got married to her. Like we be on that kind of craziness. When a lot of the times they've moved on and they've cut it loose. They're not even trying to. I've heard women even say, he better hurry up and marry her because I'll come and tear up that whole situation by just showing up. And it's why, why would you not say, I really still love this man and I need him to know that and I need to know whether now he loves me so I can just move on. Mm-mm. We be acting trifling and men be doing the same thing. You know, they're going hit and miss and make a baby on a break and then come back and then be like, uh, but it would, it, she didn't mean that. It meant something because you was all up in her dude, okay? I need you to understand that hurt people hurt people, but heal people also can um, attract to them a healed soul as well. So I hope this show was good for you. You need to check me out on Facebook. I'm the Empress Cooper. I'm also Sharon Cooper. I got hacked for a, a half millisecond last week, and then I got it under control so you can catch me on either one of those. Not sure when the next show is going to be because the girl got a new job, got a new place in life, and some of what I say carries a little bit further than just my immediate surroundings. So I want to be very careful and strategic about what I do speak about. They told me it's okay. Say what you got to say, saying that your audience sometimes can twist your words. Um, and then that's another thing. When you're sure that you're over something, you know, it's okay to say, I'm I'm done, and it's okay to also say, I'm not done. You know, women, women can't say it, and men definitely better not say it. He better say, I'm going to get this girl, you know, because I don't want to hit nobody's mouth. I don't want nobody else hitting it instead of saying, I really still 
want her in my life. I really still have something because I'm I'm a I'm a firm believer that you only participate in anything that you still have some payoff for. I don't care how bad he is, and I don't care how bad she was to you. If it was that bad and you were that done, some things you can just wipe your hands from. Unfortunately, um, some people aren't that clear about it to themselves. They're not really sure. And and that's that's you can say that too. Like rather than murrying and muddying your life for extended amounts of time just because you can't come up with what satisfies others. And I, I keep on thinking of things to say because I told you I was, was going to do this show like a week ago, two weeks ago, and I had more than three points, but I wanted to just pull out the biggest ones. But the other thing is, is I was surprised, me, I think uh, Anibus, uh said, you know, there was something about serving yourself, understanding yourself, being okay with yourself. He said he was was raised or reared in a community where just about everybody's related to you. Those environments are so, so hard to be in. And I think one of the reasons why I have some clarity on how I function and the way that I function because I'm removed from that. A lot of people just naturally and just instinctually do things that's going to make the masses of the people around them that they care about feel the most comfortable. And when you don't have that, you move more purely with what serves your life. Very often you'll see people who are in bad relationships. They live right up under their parents, their cousins, their great uncles and great aunts and stuff, and hell breaking loose at home, but they got to keep the picture looking a certain way right up under the guard. The opposite is true when people are removed from their family. That's one of the great things about um, relationships that I think, especially in intimate relationships, I think that it's healthy to move away from everything that feeds into you personally when you're trying to create another relationship with someone intimately. Like, it's not cute that everybody got to check in with your mate and give a check off that he okay, she okay before you can move on. You know, it's just not healthy because you start to live your life in service for others and you start to live your life under the determination of everything. You get miserable and you'll end up bitter. And like, I'm just too old to be old, black, and mad, and by myself. Like, I'm not doing that. That right there, I'm not going to do that. What I will do is I'll be by myself. If I have to be by myself, I'll be by myself. But I'm going to be the happiest by myself I can be because every move that I make, every relationship that I connect to, every uh, conversation that I have is weighted of feeling me first and then helping others. Like if I'm doing something that doesn't serve myself, I'm not going to do it well. I'm not going to do it honest. and I'm not going to do it with any type of passion or fullness. It ain't going to really help nobody. It's not going to resonate when you don't really care yourself. But when you care and when it serves you in a healthy way, you can do it damn good. I hope y'all got that. I hope y'all got that. I need to make a tweet or something really close to that uh, so I can put it out and see if it goes viral. Now, I don't have to go viral, but I just love when people can feel me. 
And people, we say that all the time. You feel me? You feel me? You feel? No, I don't feel that. I don't understand what you mean. But life is like that. We get the opportunity every day that we're able to get up and start over with even the same people who are living in our house or outside of our environment to start over. Every day you get the opportunity to say the truth that you should have said the day before, and love is no different. So if you want love, you got to show it, and you got to say it. And that's what I'm going to say. That's what I've been saying for a long time. Ending the show with a song, Bad For You, um, and I think this is Nicki Minaj. And she ain't as bad as she used to be because baby Beyonce didn't shut her down. They didn't even have her at the um, awards with the women and stuff. I was like, what is that? That's a lot of shade. I look, You know, I used to hate the word shade, too, but now I just throw up the picture of Maya Angelou. Man, that was a lot of shade with a big smile. Talk to you guys later. I'm a good girl, but I wanna be bad for you. I wanna be bad for you. Ain't no good, good girls ain't no fun I still can't find a nigga that touched that I don't know one and I ain't searching for it Never trust but I'm working on it Fell in love with that rock game Swim pool, you surfing on it like Yonsei do the surfboard Surfboard, they still think you a church girl We linking up in your days off And I still give you that work girl like work Twerk, do it like that video Wanted that for a long time Cool with the I get it though First year we both fronted We had feelings we didn't show Second year we couldn't hide it Funny part, they didn't know How to something that's so wrong feels so right But who to tell you you wrong, no This your life, word up You bring your feelings to me, I never show Nobody has made me feel this way before I'm a good girl But I wanna be bad for you Niggas hating on us, you know Lord they ain't right Cause I broke a lot of hearts, ain't do them girls right You broke hearts too, but that boy ain't fight So they don't deserve it, they feel like it's perfect I'm loving your style, the way you preserve it You look in my eyes and see what's inside You know that it's private, say that I'm worth it But baby I'm ready, really I'm ready I'm ready like never before, I'ma just give you a key to my heart You'll be the first that I let in the door I used to hear that you play with them guys They never was sure, all you was hearing about me and the women Ain't just us before, you know what you're doing what they said, you know what we on When we in bed, it's like we on stage And I got the mic, so let me perform, sing it You bring your feelings to me, I never show Nobody has made me feel this way before I'm a good girl, but I wanna be bad for you Everything begins with an honest, open conversation. The Empire is exactly that place, and you can just weigh in, listen, or debate with others about topics ranging from childcare, sex, religion, and politics. We talk about the things that matter, the things we experience, and we make plans for how we can better live with change. Real talk, real people, real issues with real solutions. 
Call 646-478-5625 every Sunday and Wednesday at 8 Central on Blog Talk Radio to get Empire with the Empress. Or you can log on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Empire, where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. 